This is AJ Brown, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Monster Watch Nation, it's your friendly neighborhood trash man, and this is the Garbage Grab. More specifically, it's the fantasy fallout going into week 10 of the NFL season, brought to you by MyBookie.com. We're over halfway through the season, and all bets are off as we come to expect nothing except the unexpected from week to week. Here's the fallout going into week 10. Let's start with the Thursday night game, Packers at 49ers, Packers Won this one 34-17. Tyler Irvin, running back, actually had a decent showing in PPR formats with four catches and 72 total yards. There's no point in chasing that, though, unless A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams are both sitting again this week. Marquez Valdez-Scantling scored twice on Thursday night, but he also only saw two targets on the night. That is the definition of touchdown dependency. Alan Lazard is on track to return in week 10, so MVS's floor is rock bottom should you decide to take the plunge. On the other side of the ball, Nick Mullins did little to nothing until garbage time on Thursday, but he's still the 49ers' best bet under center. Hopefully he'll have more weapons against the Red Hot Saints squad this week. Jarek McKinnon out-touched Jermichael Hasty 15-6 on Thursday night, and with the return of both Raheem Morris and Tevin Coleman, to be as soon as this week, maybe. Hasty may not see the light of day and fantasy until we see another injury. And then Richie James is going to be a hot pickup in many fantasy leagues this week after his nine reception, 184-yard, one-touchdown night. But with Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne set to return this week, he can probably be left alone outside of the deepest of formats. On to the next game, Giants at Washington. Giants won this one 23-20. Wayne Gallman led the, Giants, led the Giants with 15 touches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Though Alfred Morris, a name you haven't heard in a while, got 10 touches for 71 yards. Things could get very confusing if Devontae Freeman returns in Week 10, but Gallman had been running the best for the Giants and should continue to see the majority of the touch touches. He should be flex worthy this week against the Eagles, although his ceiling is not very high. Austin Mack led the Giants in receiving yards of 72, but he fell behind Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard in looks with just five targets on the day. The only reason he got as many snaps as he did was because Golden Tate was suspended. Tate should be back this week, and Darius Slayton should see more than one target this week, so Matt can be left on the waiver wire for the time being. On on the other side of the ball, J.D. McKissick led all running backs and targets with 14 this week, coming away with 82 yards on the day. While Kyle Smith is gone for the season, McKissick could get similar treatment on the weekly with dump-off specialist Alex Smith under center. McKissick should be then added in most formats. 
Cam Sins came out of nowhere to post 110 yards on four targets for the Washington football team, a three-year career high. It's hard to imagine an Alex Smith-led offense with more than a couple reliable pass catchers, though, so it's best to chalk this one up to an as an aberration until proven otherwise. On to the next game, Bears at Titans. Bears lost this one 17-24. David Montgomery suffered a concussion in Week 9 and could very well miss Week 10 altogether. Behind him and Ryan Nall are and Cordero Patterson, the latter of which was the only one to get any actual carries. There's a chance Lamar Miller gets elevated from the practice squad for week 10. So I wouldn't bank on either Null or Patterson. This is a situation to avoid in fantasy. Darnell Mooney led the Bears 11 targets on the day with Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller not far behind with nine and eight respectively. With Montgomery likely out for week 10, all Bears pass catchers, including Jimmy Graham seemed like safe floor plays against Minnesota this week. On the other side of the ball, Corey Davis failed to come down with any of his three targets on the day against the Bears. Davis was coming off two back-to-back 10-target games, so this was a surprise for many. With Indy twice and Baltimore once over the next three games, Davis is going to be a boom-or-bust player for at least that three-game stretch. On to the next game, Lions at Vikings. Lions lost this one 20 to 34 with Kenny Galladay sidelined. Denny Amendola led receivers, led the Lions receivers in targets with 10 and the yard was 77 against the Vikings. He's probably not going to score much, if at all, but Amendola makes for a solid PPR play as long as Kenny Galladay is out. On the other side of the ball, Dalvin Cook's recent exploits have made, have made him heavenly to his owners and hell to anyone relying on Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson in fantasy. I'd say this week's matchup would make the Vikings attempt a different game plan, but they're playing the bears and the bears defend the past better than any team in the NFL right now. So it doesn't look like we're going to get much out of Thielen or Jefferson this week either. Herb Smith had two touchdowns on the day, but just 10 yards. Otherwise he's been good in fantasy three of the last four weeks, but his floor is low in this run-heavy offense. On to the next game, Panthers at Chiefs. Panthers lost this one 31-33. Made a good game of it, though. Well, that was short-lived. Christian McCaffrey injured his shoulder on Sunday and his day-to-day. Don't drop Mike Davis if you already haven't. He could be the starter once again this week. DJ Moore suffered from the Panthers throwing short routes against a tough KC secondary on Sunday. Curtis Samuel ended up leading Carolina and receiving with 105 yards and a touchdown as they manufactured creative ways to get him the ball. Could be more of the same against Tampa this week. Another good defense. Samuel is worth a shot anyway if Christian McCaffrey is out. On the other side of the ball, Clyde Edwards to Lair's carries have gone down considerably since Le'Veon Bell joined the backfield. He had only five carries on Sunday. His usage in the passage game, passing game has kept him relevant, but Edward Tillaire is more of a running back three these days than a high upside running back two. It's fall in my bookie, and that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NFL, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. 
Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. And on to the next game, Texans and Jaguars. Texans won this one 27-25. David Johnson went down with a concussion, leaving Duke Johnson and Deshaun Watson to head up the backfield. Duke is only owned in 16% of leagues and should be a high priority on waivers this week if David Johnson cannot get out of concussion protocol in time. On the other side of the ball, Jake Luton wasn't uh, wasn't absolutely terrible on Sunday. And it looks like he'll be getting another start this week against the Packers. It'll be a little bit tougher, though. Chris Conley got eight targets behind D. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make a around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. DJ Charks 12, and he should be in line, could be in line for a similar share this week if LaVisca Chenault can't come back from a hamstring injury that he suffered on Sunday in time. On to the next game, Ravens at Colts. Ravens won this one 24-10. Both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards saw double-digit carries on Sunday, but neither one could get going against a formidable Colts front. Edwards did score, though, and he remains a top option in Baltimore as long as Mark Ingram is out as he gets the majority of goal line work on the other side of the ball, Jordan Wilkins out touched Jonathan Taylor 13 to eight and looks like the preferred back in Indianapolis right now after Taylor lost a costly fumble against the Ravens. They're both flexes this week against the Titans, but Wilkins arrow is pointing up while Taylor's is pointed down. Michael Pittman and Marcus Johnson tied for the lead. And targets for the Colts with seven on Sunday with Pittman outgating Johnson 56 to 14 yards. Zach Pascal wasn't far behind with six targets for 55 yards. Should Hilton sit again this week, Pittman is the player to take a gamble on, and he should be owned regardless if Hilton can go or not. As perhaps the second receiving option in Indianapolis, even if Hilton is on the field. On to the next game, Seahawks at Bills. Seahawks. Lost this one 34 to 44. DJ Dallas led the Seahawks backfield. I say led in quotations because he only had seven carries and he managed to score on Sunday. But Travis Homer had six carries and Alex Collins had two. Dallas remains the best play if Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde remain out this week, but none of them make for strong plays against the Rams this week. Jacob Halter had seven targets. For second most, tied with Tyler Lockett, and he's outgained Greg Olson 88-31 to over the past three weeks. He's one to watch for, 
for streaming purposes in this passing offense of the Seahawks. On the other side of the ball, Zach Moss outcarried Devin Singletary 9-2 on Sunday, leaving Singletary with only five touches in all on the day. Moss is a better fantasy play at this point as he gets the goal line action, and Singletary's usage will be largely game-specific, it seems. He's only scored once this entire season. John Brown seems to be over his knee injury as he put up 99 yards on Sunday. He's safe to start again this week against the Cardinals. On to the next game, Broncos at Falcons. Broncos lost this from 27 to 34. The Broncos were playing from behind for the entire game, so there was little running throughout for them. Jerry Judy took his rightful place as the Broncos' number one wide receiver, but K.J. Hamler and Tim Patrick weren't far behind with 10 and 9 targets to Judy's 14. All three players make for viable flex starts against the Raiders this week as Locke has been unleashed as a pass thrower, it seems, and Noah Fant is dealing with an ankle injury. On the other side of the ball, Olimide, Zacchaeus, or Olamide, I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry, Mr. Zacchaeus. He led all Falcons receivers with 103 yards and a touchdown on four receptions. He was still only fourth in targets, though, and he got over half his yardage on one play. With a bye this week and Calvin Ridley likely to return the following, Zacchaeus can remain on waivers and all but the deepest of formats. On to the next game, Raiders at Chargers. Raiders won us 131-26. Josh Jacobs is playing with a knee injury and illness, so we saw, saw a lot of Devontae Booker on Sunday. Booker had eight carries and a touchdown and outgained Jacobs on the ground, and he might be worth a deep league flex this weekend against the Broncos for at least one more week. Nelson Aguilar scored on a bomb on Sunday, but after the pitiful showing the prior week, I refused to see him as anything more than a deep league flex as he had only three targets on the entire day. On the other side of the ball, Justin Jackson left the game on the first drive against the Raiders, leaving Joshua Kelly and Kalen Balaj to man the backfield. Balaj outtouched Kelly 17 to 14 and outgained him on the day 84 yards to 59, in addition to scoring. I hate to say it, but Balaj is, is seemingly the back to own should Jackson not be able to go this week against Miami. Fortunately, he should be available in almost every league going into waivers. On to the next game, Steelers at Cowboys. Steelers won this one 24-19. Chase Claypool saw an absurd 13 targets on Sunday, pacing the Steelers in looks. He's got a low floor, but it's impossible not to start a player who's getting this many looks on the weekly. Anthony McFarlane seems to have surpassed Benny Snell in the Steelers' backfield for whatever that's worth. And then Garrett Gilbert looks like the best option for the Cowboys under center, to be honest, and that's not saying much, really. The boys get it by in week 10, so fortunately you don't have to worry about starting any Cowboys this week. You should worry about downloading the Fantasy Life app, though. It's a free app. We use them for their news alerts and community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters so you don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at FantasyLifeApp.com. And then on to the next one. Dolphins at Cardinals. Dolphins won this one 34-31. Two attack of Valoa looked better this week though he still only threw the ball 28 times. He still ended up with almost 250 yards, two touchdowns, and 35 yards on the ground. He's well worth an addition in most formats. Salvin Ahmed, rookie, 
led the Miami backfield out of nowhere, picking up 38 yards on seven carries. It wasn't much, but he looked better than Jordan Howard. Ahmed is a deep league waiver ad where running back help is needed as long as Matt Breida and Miles Gaskin are out. Preston Williams was carted off the field against the Cardinals, but there's no word yet on how long he'll be sidelined, if at all. It's never a good sign, though, when the cart comes out. Jakeem Grant ended up second in targets with five behind Devontae Parker, and he would seem to be the most immediate beneficiary of Williams' absence should there be an extended one. And then on the other side of the ball, Christian Kirk continued his recent tear, eight receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown as teams are focusing on stopping DeAndre Hopkins and letting Kirk run rampant. Kirk is still unowned in over 30% of leagues, and he scored seven times in his last six games. So make sure he is not unowned in your respective league. Then to the last game of the Sunday slate, Saints at Buccaneers. Saints won this one 38-3 in a blowout. The Saints played with a comfortable lead all game, so no players saw more than six targets on the night. Michael Thomas looks no worse for the wear, though, and he's a safe play moving forward, which I cannot say for any other Saints pass catcher. Then on the other side of the ball, Antonio Brown saw five targets and ended up with a three-catch, 31-yard night. It was a night to be forgotten for all Tampa players, so you have to keep that in mind. It is worth noting, though, that four players saw more targets than Brown on the night. He's still a hold, though. Anyways, that's the fallout going into week 10. Hope there's something you can use. Hope there's something you can implement going into waivers this week. Until next time, this has been the Trash Man on behalf of rosterwatch.com. Until then, be ready. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.